The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. live in the virtual hangar of our minds. We are Those Guys with Ships, and this is episode number 166. Guys, only 500 more to go, and then we are Mark of the Beast. Ah, it's easy. We'll get that. We'll knock that right out. That's the uh, that's the goal you're looking for? Mark of the Beast? Mm. <laughs> yes. The Versecast, our Star Citizen gaming community podcast. What's that you say? What is a Star Citizen gaming community? Well, I so glad you asked. We'll get to that in just about two shakes of a bull's ears. Today is August 7th, 2947. You do the math. Ben Lesnick, yay! He's had his surgery and apparently it went well. So more positive vibes out to you, Ben. Get better, get back, get back to where you once belong. Making them spaceships for us. Yay, Ben. Yay. I, I can't imagine how he isn't just cured instantly with that. He should be. The enthusiasm, just it's just soaked with enthusiasm. Ooh, my Velcro. Do I need to get like, get like a sponge or something? Mm-hmm. You guys sop up some of that uh, enthusiasm with a biscuit. <laughs> okay. Well, gentlemen's how we be, Jimmy? I, uh, I am finally coming up for air from uh, festival and touring season at my job. Ah. Uh, it has been, uh, it, it's it, it's like this every year. Um, you know, usually around, around March, uh, things start to ramp up and then get progressively hectic or, or if that's even a word, hecticer. Hecticer? Yeah. yeah. Get progressively uh, busier uh, to the point where, you know, work becomes all consuming through um, June, July, uh, you know, uh, and then things start to mellow out, start to mellow out in August. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, things just finally starting to mellow out, um, starting to get kind of a little bit of my life back again, uh, getting back into playing games a little bit more consistently, which is really nice. Um, I popped over to the uh, Versecast uh, forums the other day and, and weighed in on a couple of uh, couple of threads, which was cool. Um, Quantum Drive is coming back next week. Yay. So, you know, it's it's getting to the point now where it's like, okay, I can have a little bit of my gaming life back again, where it's not so like, you know, find a couple of hours here and there in the middle of the night to squeeze in playing a little bit of gaming just to, you know, log out, get up and, and deal with the insanity of work. So uh, I am excited to um, some extent be back a little bit, at least between now and February. <laughs> so a few notes. Number one, hecticer sounds a lot like a, a unit of measurement. Ooh, it does, doesn't it? Uh, and number two, it sounds an awful lot like you're coming out of a cocoon. It's true. It is, it is wow, so, you were just so, going to get that in there, weren't you? Oh, you were, I, I'm, you I was just going to get that go. in there. No, <laughs> no. So I guess I got to say, Jimmy, congratulations on your pupation. I, I, I feel um, I feel as as though I am a monarch butterfly. 
Yeah. What what size mallet you use to wedge that in there? <laughs> uh, more like a shim. It's true. It was kind of like a shim. A little, you know, you just kind of you yeah, worked just, it in there. Just, it was just just it was just, nice, just slide know, it in. Shimish. Yeah. Shim like. Ace. Oh, all right. Well, Ace, what are you doing? Uh, doing pretty well. Um, it's sorry, Glee. The wife celebrate. The wife celebrated her birthday. Uh, no, and it was. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, we spent the week uh, doing a bunch of, a uh, bunch of little activities, which uh, culminated in a trip to the local park where we went and saw Moana, uh, hmm, a, a local broad. It's the Disney um, movie that is the Hawaiian princess. Like a, a oh, film, oh, okay. film in a park type thing? Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, nice. exactly. Nice. Um, and we went with, uh, that was what we did on Thursday night instead of D&D. The, the whole D&D crew got together. We went to go celebrate her birthday on, uh, at the park. And it was a lot of fun. We, we really Yay. had a good time. Good. Good deal. Well, you know, Jimmy and this, we have been remiss. Uh, the Return of Thrones, it has happened for realsies. It was like a month ago now. And um, we had this on the docket for last show, but never could got to it. Uh, but yes, Jimmy, I had my predictions for the entirety of the show storyline all the way to completion, all writ up and copied down to prognosticate all over anyone that got too close. I had seen the day but episode for this season, and like magic, all the pieces fell into place in my brain. And I knew, I then knew, that the light at the end of the tunnel was not, in fact, an oncoming Ursa rover, but instead... No, no, no. I have sealed my predictions up in a Funkin' Wagnall jar and am storing them away safe in my... what? Well, if I told you, it wouldn't be safe anymore, now would it? It's true. Anywho, we will, for certain, revisit this sometime in the next couple months. Mayhaps at the end of Season 6, which unfortunately is coming up pretty quick. I I already have uh, an Arya Stark prediction. Um, right. That 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 one I feel good about. All the other ones I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know, maybe we'll see. But I, but I have a, I have a good. I, I, and I remember everybody out there in podcast land. I can't speak for Gleep, but I've never read the books. So I and I know that we're past the books now too, aren't we? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh. So so cool. So nobody knows what's happening. Um, I have <laughs> I have an Arya Stark prediction, and I feel as good about my Arya Stark prediction. As I do about my uh, Ray being uh, Luke's daughter and uh, uh, the daughter of a un- unnamed, as of yet, Obi Wan Kenobi offspring. So, um, can I say, as someone who has not read the books nor watched the TV show, it seems very clear from an outsider's perspective, something went down, apparently, because all the articles, all the entertainment articles I've been seeing about Game of Thrones, they're all like. Oh man, this one was pretty amazing. Daenerys lighting the world on fire. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Last I'm night was a humdinger. It's true. She came. Humdinger. She came hard with that dragon. Wait, ah, well, that didn't come out right. <laughs> wow. All right. Come well, on, baby, you know, light my fire. That's 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 your NC seventeen D and D roleplay. I mean, all right, like, all right. Like, so, a, like a hip-hop star, you know? It's coming hard for something, you know? Straight out of the hood. Uh-huh. She came hard with them yep. dragons. It still doesn't sound sure. good. Damn it. Nope. No. No. Nope. No. We will, and I think it's probably going to be uh, at the end of the season uh, that we'll kind of revisit and do a rehash of the season um, because uh, it is a seven-episode season, and we're through four of them, so it's only going to be three more weeks, and I don't even know if we're going to... Yeah, we may not, given the upcoming schedule, we may not even uh, record again before it's all over, mm-hmm. so... Um, 
uh, or at least not you and I together, Jimmy. So uh, we will uh, we will get back to this after it's over, probably, and discuss uh, what we expected to have happen, what actually happened, and uh, make our predictions for next the final season. Also, um, Theon. <sighs> Theon. Yeah. The little so brother lost. I've always had. Wait, no, I didn't say that. <clears throat> Okie dokie, I have an announcement to make. Yes! I have canceled my CIG subscription and uninstalled Sar- yeah, Star Citizen. Yes, that's the one. Allow me to explain. Now, I'm going... I'm, that's for serious. So, I'm going to start off with a few caveats here. Uh, nothing is changing with those guys with ships. Um, our organization, the website, nothing. Nothing is changing with the Versecast podcast because of my decision. For better or for worse, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not encouraging anyone to do what I have done, and I am still eagerly awaiting the release of Squadron 42 and the Star Citizen PU. I'm not asking CIG for a refund, nor am I saying I won't subscribe again at some future point, or that I won't pledge for additional ships which I want to own. I am doing this for me, and doing it now, because if I don't, I know that I will end up hating this game, and I don't want that to happen. I'm telling all of you this on the show, because I believe it is appropriate for me as one of the leaders of our org and the principal host of this show, to do so. My intention is not to have a go at CIG. My intention is to take care of my business and to let the people in my community know what I am doing and why I'm doing it. So that's it for the Kavits. But before continuing, let's first back it up a bit. Those Guys with Ships is a Star Citizen gaming community. Now, what does that mean? Well, what I mean by this is that we are a gaming community which has been brought together by the promise of the game that will be Star Citizen. We are a group of gamers who share a variety of gaming interests and who are coming to Star Citizen all excited for various reasons and to do different things. And it is good, and we are good, and Bob's your uncle. So, what is the promise of Star Citizen? Now, of course, the promise of any game is in the eye of the promisee. Uh, But for me... The promise of Star Citizen is for an MMO game set in a lore-rich outer space environment, a game which contains gameplay mechanics through which incentives are well aligned between players and between groups of players, such that an immersive experience is had and can be shared across large groups. And that all this magic is to be developed for us in an open environment with backer community involvement at each stage of the process. Oh yeah, and that it will look amazing because PC Master Race. Now, for me, implicit and critical within this promise are regular, comprehensive updates on both short and long-term goals. Now, CIG does some of this pretty well, but where is the game? Now, a friend of ours uh, said this to me at CitizenCon last year, after the event was over and we were standing there down on the floor looking up at the stage, and he said, apropos of nothing, all right, but where's the game? Now, at the time, I said something back like, uh, hello, dude, uh, sandworm. But now I think I'm seeing better what he may have meant. Where's the game can be interpreted in at least two ways. Where's the game, as in why do you keep pushing back release? This is what I thought he meant at the time when he said what he said. But now I'm thinking maybe instead what he might have meant was, where's the game, why didn't you show us more gameplay? Of course, I don't know for sure what he meant at the time. I haven't asked him. I I didn't ask him then. I haven't asked him since. And it doesn't really matter. What matters is that this latter interpretation is what is most important to me now. 
And yes, there are frustrations in the community around multiple delays. I know, I feel them too. But there is a serious lack of clarity in CIG's communication, and this concerns me more. Understand that I don't want to come across as invalidating folks' concerns as regards delays. I am frustrated too by how long development is taking, but I don't. But I think I understand why, and I'm able to accept the delays for now because of those reasons. What I am really frustrated by is CIG's unbalanced communication, and I strongly believe that better consistency and more clarity in the past would have helped alleviate all our frustrations, or at least to some extent. And it is this failure in communication and my belief that things won't be changing anytime soon that is why I have canceled my CIG subscription. Now specifically, there is a big piece missing from the community subscriber-funded content we are shown. That big piece is gameplay, and I don't believe it has to be missing. An easy thing to do which would have helped would have been to include regular segments featuring QA staff playing recent builds. I can't think of any good reason why this wasn't possible. If there were, those reasons should have been communicated to us. Reveals should not be an issue at this point. This is alpha. We know that at least some gameplay currently exists because a little over a month ago, PC gamer writer Christopher Livingston got to build, excuse me, got to play a build of 3.0 and then he talked about it. We also know that there is PU content we haven't seen because community members can tour the CIG offices under NDA and have reported back that they have seen really cool stuff there. Now, I can completely understand keeping Squadron 42 content secret, but given the content drought we are currently enduring, Keeping a tight lid on 3.0 content occurs as unreasonable to me. Now understand, I'm not talking about Evocati NDA protected gameplay. I'm talking about gameplay released by CIG over which CIG has final edit control. And let me be clear, I'm not saying that there isn't sufficient content quantity being created. I'm saying there are aspects of the Star Citizen video game development project for which we are only getting confusing verbal information and little or no visual information. Video game, visual information. Seems like this should be a no-brainer. So, <clears throat> and here's an example. Of late in the ATVs, we have been getting a crazy huge amount of the shiny, which is all neato and fine. And it seems to me that the focus of this recent shiny may be more appealing to potential new backers than it adds value for those of us that have been around this project for multiple years. The existing backers, the subscribers that pay for the content. Too much of what we receive feels to me like movie trailers and less representative of a game. I will dare, for just a moment, to speak for the other backers like me. We want a game to play. We understand we may not be able to play it now, but we want to see the progress being made on it, on the gameplay. We don't care if it's a little janky. We need to know that it is there and that it is getting better. Now, I'm a backer who has been around for more than three years now. What I need in order to manage my own expectations while weathering the weight is clear, concise, verbal or written descriptions and candid visual content which answers one simple question. What am I going to be able to do in the next release of this game? And because for a very long time I have not been getting satisfactory answers to that question is why I have uninstalled Star Citizen. Now, <clears throat> this is my opinion. 2.6.3 is a tech demo. It's not a game. And I have insufficient information to believe that 3.0 will be anything more than a fancier tech demo. And that's fine. And it may be well, or it may very well be where we need to be right now. But I need to know that and not to be left to guess 
what ga- excuse me, vague generalizations regarding long-term goals has to do with what I am going to be able to do in the next release of the game. But I am left guessing, and that is very frustrating for me. Frustrating to the point that I am not willing to play any more tech demos. Now, full disclosure, I'm not, I've not been one to play much of the last few patches. I played them until the shiny wore off, and then I punched out to wait for the next patch. I was willing to report the bugs I found, or sometimes feel a little bad for not reporting them. But I'm not willing to do that anymore. And already I feel better about the whole thing. Because what not playing at all does for me now is eliminate any frustration associated with the build-up to the next version release and worrying if it's going to be, uh, <clears throat> if it's going to this time be any fun for me. What's next up in Star Citizen no longer has anything to do with my gaming time. Not until something changes. But of course, there is a cost to this, and I know this. I won't be able to share those brief shiny salad days of each major release with my friends, and for this I am sorry. But I will play other games with them, and I will still discuss what they like and don't like about the current release of Star Citizen on on the shows. I'm still doing the shows. I'm still following the game. And so, my current plan to get back in and play in the Star Citizen universe will be when a CIG game is future complete or better, which I expect still means when Squadron 42 is released or the Star Citizen PU goes into beta. So, to summarize... I have canceled my subscription because I'm not happy with the content being provided. I'm not satisfied, so I'm not paying for it anymore. If and when things change, I will reassess. I have uninstalled Star Citizen because there is not enough game in there for me to continue playing it. My interpretation of the information I have regarding 3.0 is that it it is most likely going to be another tech demo, so I'm not playing it. Right now, I doubt this will change throughout the remainder of Star Citizen's alpha phase. My frustration has been building for quite a while now, most notably since the vertical slice fail at CitizenCon last year. That was going to be gameplay. Gameplay that we all were going to get to see for the first time together. Everyone I talked to prior to the event said the vertical slice was the thing that they were most looking forward to. If it had not been for getting to meet and hang with fellow Those Guys with Ships members and the greater backer community, the event would have been a major disappointment for me. But back to business. I know myself well enough to know that if I don't do something about my own frustrations now, I will end up hating Star Citizen. And ain't nobody wants that. So, to reiterate, I'm doing what I'm doing because I need to do it for me. I'm not asking nor would I want anyone else to follow me as an example. I still plan on watching all the content and look forward to continuing to discuss all things Star Citizen on the show with you guys. Now, all that said, and in conclusion, there is one other thing which happened leading up to my decision. Though in and of itself it didn't draw much water, it did color my perception of things Star Citizen at the time. I perceived it as indicative of a changing relationship between CIG and its backer community. Now when I first backed Star Citizen way back in 2944, I felt like there was a special relationship between CIG and its backer community. It felt to me like we were a team come together to make a game we all wanted to have happen, a game that couldn't get made any other way. Now, I mentioned earlier the PC Gamer article and the writer who about a month ago got to play a demo build of 3.0. In the article, in the, article the author said, I got to play a build of 3.0 during a visit to CIG's Los Angeles studio a couple of weeks ago and got to check out some of its new features. Yep, I landed a ship on the moon of Damar, and according to Chris Roberts, I'm the first person outside of CIG to have done so. Now, this made me a little sad. Um, All the loyal backers who have been patiently waiting for this release 
and a writer from Industry Press gets to be the first non-CIG person to play a version of it. Not a member of our team, an industry guy, an outsider, someone who represents the system that would have prevented this game from getting made if we hadn't come together. So I thought, couldn't CIG have done this differently? It's maybe, certainly it's not a big thing in the grand scheme, but it could have been a really nice thing for one of us or a small group of us, the loyal patient backers, to get to play 3.0 first. And they could have recorded it too and showed it to the rest of us. So that's it. Oh, damn. Ta-da. Well, that was a thing. <laughs> and scene. I feel like we just saw, like, the you need me up on that wall speech. Oh, well, thank you. I do fancy myself rather Nicholson-esque at times. Um, do you want to go first, or shall I? I do, absolutely. Go ahead. On one hand, game development is like herding cats, and we all know this. I have, I have friends and family members that are in game development. So I understand when Chris comes on to ATV and goes, hey guys, guess what? You know, this has been pushed. We were hesitant about telling you guys this information in the first place, but we want to be as transparent as possible. So guess what? It's gotten pushed. And then the whole community goes, oh my God, why did it get pushed? Spend a little time in game development and you'll understand why things get pushed. That's the first Mm -hmm. thing. Second thing is it's five years in. So Mm -hmm. settle in folks because it's probably going to be at least another year, maybe two, maybe three. That's just the reality. That doesn't they mean, had to they had to start a new company. They right. had to build a company. I mean, it's five years for a development company that's already established. I mean, they they've had to start a, a company from I think it was like Chris, Ben, and Sandy, like in in the the trunk of uh, Chris's Buick or something. Right. And so, you know, the game isn't failing. It's not falling apart. There, are, you know, there there aren't you know th- this is normal. And like people make this like this big to do, like oh my god, the game's been delayed. First off, it's not a game; it's in development. Secondly, delays happen. Get over it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Now, with all of that said, the other side of that spectrum, and this is something I find incredibly interesting from a player's perspective. Most of the time, a game gets announced, and basically, what happens is what you're doing right now, which is why I completely respect where you're coming from. The game gets announced and you go, oh, wow, that sounds great. And then everyone goes on with their lives because the publisher doesn't include anyone in the community. You know, there may be a website and people can talk about stuff or whatever, but there's no interaction to the level that CIG is offering. Um, Mm -hmm. There is no playable content until the game gets to beta, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you maintain a level of enthusiasm when you've been following the development of a game, which in essence, in its early stages, is a tech demo, how do you follow, How do you maintain a level of enthusiasm when every week is like, oh my God, that's amazing, that's so great, and I'm not going to see it for another year. Oh my God, that's amazing, that's so great, I'm not going to see it for another two years. Oh my God, that's amazing, that's so great, I won't see it for another three years. From a player's perspective, we are used to getting an announcement, living our lives, doing our things, and then when the game is is something we get access or we get to see more or we get to find out more. So now here comes CIG. And I think that we've seen that crowdfunding skirting the publishers with the right game, with the right development staff um, is a successful model. And we're over $150 million with CIG. So obviously it's a successful model. Mm -hmm. 
but what are the consequences? And I don't think that that is something that has been discussed or that we'll even know about. And what I mean by that is you get people that burn out playing a game, right? World of Warcraft. Play that game for, mm-hmm. for two years, you get burned out, you step away, you don't want to deal with it. What happens when you've got an open source game that you're constantly being given information about and you burn out before the game is even out? Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. Yeah. I'm really curious as to see how that plays out. How many people are, are going to go from Zomagad, this is the greatest game in the universe that I don't have oh to God. play, to mm-hmm. I'm tired of waiting for it and then never come back? That's the mm-hmm. thing that I'm very curious about because that's something that has not been addressed. CIG, in my opinion, is right on track. You know, we've seen the game develop. It is slow coming. Absolutely. You know, um, I, I haven't played for a little while because you go in, you fly, you do your thing, you get kind of locked down on what it is that you, you know how to fly, you know how to shoot. There's no persistence. You're not really living in the universe, so you're not really playing. So I understand all of that. Um, but we're giving the earliest of early access. How do you keep that enthusiasm going? You know, you can't. And so it's a double-edged sword for CIG. On the one hand, they are giving us a lot of information. For example, I mean, you know, we know that with uh, 3.0, we're going to get improved frame rates. We know that um, that right now one of the issues that they're having is uh, performance. Well, how, how, do you, how do you know that? How do you know that? Well, you're not seeing any gameplay. No, you're not. But you are following. They are sharing that content with you. They are telling you what some of the issues are, what some of the blockers are in the monthly report, um, you know, in, in various ATVs and bug smashers. You are getting that information. So you're getting the information, but you're not being shown the game. Yeah, but you're not being shown it played. You're not being you're not being shown what you're going to get when you download 3.0 and it's running on your machine. You're getting shown uh, highly rendered uh, content that they are developing in house for our consumption. So you're telling me. So you're you're telling me that when they land on an asteroid or on a moon, when they're walking about, that that's not actual gameplay. No, I, 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 I don't know that it is. I don't know what it is. I mean, I want to see a QA guy playing a development build of the game. And I want to see him land his ship. I want to see like what we saw at, at Gamescom last year, where they go to Levski and they get out of the ship and they walk around. I, w- I want to see it actually being done. I don't want to see representations. I don't want to see trailers I, I don't, of what's coming. I don't agree with that, though. That If you watch ATV, they're, they're breaking all that stuff down. They're showing you that stuff. Just take the most recent ATV, which was uncomfortably short but I know why they're retooling but mm-hmm. just take the most the most recent ATV they they show you the guts of what they're doing for holographic projection they show you behind you know under the hood of what that is I think ultimately if I may your frustration isn't is is coming from the fact that and and understandably you have been hyped about this game for a long time and and it's like when do I get to play Content. No, 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 no. It is about communication. I'm not being given the information that I need. But in, the information I need is entirely reasonable to expect. Well, here's the May thing. I? In in your, I'll I'll let you jump in just a second, Ace. Um, okay. In, from your perspective, I understand. I agree. I I respect that. But the thing is, like, I, I, that's not what I see. I see that they are showing us that content, that they are showing us what's coming. But I also understand that, you know, to some extent, they don't even really know what's going to be in 3.0 yet. You know, things are not... That's a problem. No, it's that not. That's a real problem. No, it's yeah. not. That's development, man. That's development. When you're, when, you're, they, when, you're, when you're a week out from public testing, that's a problem. No, it's not. It, it, it's yeah. the, the public... T- the, uh, of the 
Evocati testing is going to be a disaster until it's not. And then it will move to PTU. And that'll Mm -hmm. be a disaster until it's not. And then it will go to live, and that'll be a little less of a disaster until it's not. That is the normal course of game development. You know, but they have to have some sort of of expectation for the set of features that is going to be included. They can't have a, I don't know, I don't know. They can show us something. They can show us a QA uh, person testing a particular aspect of the game that is currently planned to go into 3.0. They can show it being a little bit janky. That's fine. And they can say, you know what? Contingent upon everything else coming together as we expect, this is what you're going to be able to do in 3.0. If something happens and that doesn't work out that way, they come back and they say, okay, this is what happened. That's that's the information that we, we need, I need to be getting. But for example, we know that, or that they're hoping that in 3.0, uh, if you steal somebody's ship, for example, if you steal somebody's ship when you land on a general uh, a general platform at a station, that ship will despawn and that player will get that back. We, we know that that's part of this. Um, we know that racetracks are going to be planet side. Uh, we know that. Uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. That's that's no. They they what they said is that is that actually they're they're going they're putting in. Um, well, maybe I'm wrong about this, but they they said that they're they're putting in. Uh, a distinction between uh, legal ownership and physical ownership. So if someone steals your ship, they actually get your ship, um, um, and then and then you can make a claim against it, and there will be another caterpillar in the game. Um, there may be also, in the future, there may be a, um, a, um, a bounty put out on the person that stole the ship because they will be able to identify, though... Though Ace has your caterpillar, it actually belongs to you. So they'll they'll kill Ace and um, and you know do something you know uh, that, that's consistent with the lore with uh, the caterpillar he stole from you. Well, I think like, I, I think offense to the smearing. I think right here is the core of what your issue is, which is that nobody's a hundred percent sure, and I understand that. Like I said earlier, I, I completely get that nobody's a hundred percent sure of what we're going to see in three point um, But I, again. It's game development. That's they're just, not trying. I, they're I, not even trying. I do they're, not agree with that, man. I think that uh, I think we yeah. see that in Happy Hour. We see what they're doing. We see that in ATV. But you know what? I'm really sorry, Ace. Please wait. <laughs> Let's right. agree to disagree, shall we? So totally. A few things. The advantage of going second means that I can I can mute my mic and I can spend some time noisily typing on my uh, <laughs> keyboard over here to do some research. And and let me just say before Ace even gets into it. Gleep, keep in mind that, you know, I don't think anybody has a problem with you doing what you're doing. You have to do what you need to do for you, and I respect that. No, no, I, 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 no we're just we're debating the issue. I mean, and I, um, I've heard uh, in the last week, I've, <laughs> and it's, I'm, I'm hoping that people don't think I'm, I'm jumping on other people's content, but uh, in the last week, uh, a persistent content or a pers- persistent to- topic in uh, Star Citizen content has been the lack of communication and the poor quality of communication coming out of CIG. Now, I've talked about this quite a bit in the past um, when we had the uh, 10-4 with uh, Chris and Tony. Uh, I remember you know, how worked up I got about them talking uh, professions in 3.0 and didn't talk about professions in 3.0. They talked about whatever got upvoted on Spectrum. Then there was um, uh, three or four weeks ago, there was the uh, happy hour where uh, they had the devs on to talk about uh, gameplay in 3.0, and they basically they said, you know, there's going to be insurance, which which isn't gameplay. Insurance is just a, a, a consequence, 
Uh, it's not it's not something that you get to interact with. It's just a rule of what happens when you do a thing. And then they talked a little bit about cargo, and we that's all we got. We didn't get any demonstration of it. But so th- anyway, my point being is that this has been something that's been building up for for quite some time, and um, I don't see it getting any better. Um, and so that's why um, I've I've gotten to this point, and I'm um, I'm I'm taking a step back. I'm not leaving. I'm not quitting. Um, I'm taking a step back, and I'm going to wait for uh, either uh, the uh, supply of information, or the quality of the supply of information, to get better, or uh, I wait until um, what's going to be included isn't really an issue anymore. Which is like when they release the game, because when they release the game, then you know, boom, that's what you get. It's not going to be you know. Well, at the last minute, we had to pull this. It's going to be yeah. The game is released, so I'm sorry. May I? <laughs> Finally, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So okay. So now, things. but another thing I want. Just kidding. I will blow out my my waveform just to piss off Jimmy if you interrupt me. Uh, I won't do that. <laughs> on threat of, of headphone cracking. Um, so a few things. Number one, um, to Jimmy's point, uh, game development does take a long time. Um, StarCraft II, Wings of Liberty, took seven years to develop. Uh, okay. L.A. Well, Noir, I can see that also point. seven years. Same for Spore. Eight was mm-hmm. eight years. Team Fortress Two was nine years in development. Um, the other thing to point out is that game development changes over time. Um, and and that that causes delays and slips and. Uh, that can dramatically change what a game is. Uh, we are lucky in the sense that Chris has a pretty strong vision about what he wants the game to be in terms of what he wants it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we have that very strong vision, but development changes things. Uh, the realities of coding and hardware and networking change what you can or can't do. Um, and so you have to you have to tailor the game to fit the mold of the systems you have available to you and the power that you have available to you. Um, and and part of the reason why I feel like they they aren't showing us a lot of um, nuts and bolts gameplay is a lot of that stuff changes very quickly. Um, I so, don't know... What, why, why not show it? Why not show it anyway? Because people get Because people get pissed when it changes. Yeah, people exactly. People are pissed that it doesn't, that, that they're not... They can't... See, I want to see it... Develop. Gleep. I want to see them say Gleep. today. This is what it can do. Gleep. Let me finish. <laughs> it's true. We we so, have been hogging the mic. Let's let's let uh, Asa. Um. So I don't know if you know. So a few things about a few notes about what game development looks like at the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if you've ever seen what early footage of what Team Fortress Two looked like when it was first being developed. Mm-hmm. It looked like a World War Two combat shooter. So. Dudes in green and gray, mounted machine guns, grenades, uh, um, sort of traditional, uh, sort of you know World War, World at War, Call of Duty sort of style, maybe slower paced, like Medal of Honor style gameplay. Mm-hmm. Look at what Team Fortress Two is now. They are two. They are incredibly different games. Was that an uh, open development game? No, but let me finish because I can hear I can hear the gears winding up. If you had shown people Team Fortress 2 in its original inception uh, and said, all right, we're making this game. This is what it looks like. This is our, our stack. This is our tone. 
and over the over the the time of that development it eventually ended with what we have now the audiences for that game would be very different and more importantly showing that change would cause undue upheaval for both the community following that game as well as uh, the people making it because uh, something we I think we don't ever talk about is that this is a pressure cooker environment for CIG I imagine a lot of those developers wake up and go to work every day with the weight of us on their backs in some cases and when there are people coming through the offices with cameras and and, and filming all of that stuff and watching all that stuff they have to be able to prepare all that they've got to be able to show all that they have to show stuff that that is that they're working on when otherwise they might be in a, in a more traditional environment expected to simply work on a feature until it's done um, Halo was the same way Halo took several years to develop and started out life as a third-person uh, strategy game. It is now, you know, the first-person shooter juggernaut that we now know of. But if you look at the original Halo 1, what was originally Halo 1's development cycle, uh, mm-hmm. it looks incredibly different from what we have now. And a lot of that has to do with the developers changing the way they wanted the game to play, how they felt they wanted, what sort of progression they wanted to do, what sort of design elements they wanted to have in it and if they had shown Halo 1 and its original development said alright here's what we're doing this is what we're going and what what we have now they are very different there's there's some drift in there and there is some you can even see that in Star Citizen go watch that original trailer the one with the um, the Bengal carrier and go look at the Bengal carrier now and a lot of the ships that we see now and it, they look like very different games um, uh, so that's the thing I, I want to point out. Is I feel like Jimmy's made some good points. The other thing I need, to, I feel like, is pointing out, um, is that I do agree with you on the communication point. Um, well, that's my only point. <laughs> that is well, my only point: is communication. <laughs> I don't care that it's being delayed. I mean, I get it, and I keep saying that, but people keep coming back at me and saying, "Well, we get that you're frustrated by the delays." I'm not frustrated by the delays. I mean, they don't help, but communication is the issue. You you say that you're not frustrated by delays, but the the the, the what you what you what you say is how you feel, and then the sort of language that you use to describe it does tell me that you are to some extent frustrated by the delays. And I think part of it is because a delay is I'm frustrated is, by you. <laughs> well, I'm frustrated by not being heard when I'm saying what I'm saying, how I feel. Well, what I'm what I'm trying to say is that I, I feel like. A lot of it is that, that a delay is, uh, you know, loss of gratification of an expectation. And, and you know, CIG doesn't communicate those expectations, so they get built up, and then they get dashed. They get built up, and they get dashed. Um, and and for me, personally, the communication has always been CIG's biggest problem, I feel like. Uh, and I think part of it is that they exist in that pusher pressure cooker fly by the seat of your pants environment that they it, that they work in it's also um, it's, a, it's a very difficult environment it's a fine line this is kind of the point that i mentioned earlier is that it, there's a very difficult fine line to walk with this whole new concept of open world you know of open development yeah um mm-hmm. uh you know you guys remember my um my uh uh displeasure with the rewards uh, program thing that they were putting on uh, some time ago 
mm-hmm. whether you agree with it or not, or what they're doing, fundamentally the problem was communication. If they communicated sure. ideas sure. and and uh, decisions and goals better, then a lot of that frustration and gnashing of teeth would be avoided. And I feel like the uh, the ongoing theme for CIG's development process is a difficulty in deciding what the tone and behavior ah, and sorry. approach for right. communicating what they're doing to the community is. I mean, we've had this sort of cringy sort of like uh, live streams where they don't have quite everything figured out and it's mostly there, but, you know, hey, look, look we're trying. We've had um, the, uh, the, the very... Add a friend, this, uh, the, the add a friend uh, thing that didn't really kind of go over super well. Yeah. We've we've also had the super slick displays that also did you know super always go over without a hitch. Um, you know you mentioned the 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 um, the showing we saw at uh, a Citizen Con. Uh, I went back a couple of days ago and listened to the episode that we recorded after that. The the, the pre-recorded live episode where we're all <laughs> in the same room. It was very nice um, of Jimmy to uh, make his uh, space available for that. Um, yeah, and and one of the things that struck me was that a lot of us, even in that moment, even in the post the post high, uh, commented on the fact that uh, the things that we were really looking forward to uh, weren't weren't all provided or weren't all shown. Um, personally, the big thing that I remember I remember when when. The now changed INN when the INN crew at the time came by and were interviewing everybody, and they were asking, you know, what is the thing you're most interested in? What is? And I said, uh, Squadron Forty Two. It's the thing I'm most looking forward to. It's what I'm looking to see something of. Um, and I remember mentioning it at the end, like being like, you know, we didn't really get any Squadron. We got a we got a Polaris sale that had exactly ten seconds mm-hmm. of Squadron Forty Two related content. We got a Sandworm. We did we got, get a Sandworm. Well, I don't know if a sandworm's going to be involved in Squadron 42. It might be. You never know. Those things have a tendency to pop up when you least expect it. I kind of um, doubt it, actually. But, yeah, yeah Layer um, 3 isn't, uh, isn't part of the, the 3.0. Yeah, that was the Layer... Was that the Layer... Um, yeah, that was the Layer uh, 3 demo. Yeah, the planet's Layer 3. Right, right, right. In any case, um, my point being that, that CIG's development... Uh, they're they, they are they're 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 making uncharted waters here in terms of of both developing this stuff and presenting it, uh, and I feel like in that way, uh, you know, the the a couple rockets blew up on the launch pad, but for the most part, they're getting it off the ground. Well, okay, um, so I need to disagree on that because communicating uh, uh, sufficiently to stakeholders is nothing new. That's that's business and. Uh, so saying just because the, this is crowdfunded and because this is the first time open development, that has nothing to do with a company's ability or obligation to communicate uh, effectively to their stakeholders. So um, I, I don't I don't buy that their situation is special because other games were developed in a different way. Well, um, keep in mind though, most stakeholder related presentations that we hear about our earnings calls or, or the related you know that's that that's that's irrelevant to the question to the question at hand the question at hand is 
production progress, and, and, and that's very clear. And, uh, and I've worked enough uh, in IT to know that we have status update meetings, and if somebody shows up with a vague generalization about, yeah, that thing is, yeah, that's, it's looking good. Here, here, look at this bright, shiny thing. They don't walk out of that meeting until they've come to Jesus and explained exactly why they haven't delivered what they promised the meeting before. But, Glee, one thing to keep in mind is, you know, going back to kind of a reality check, we don't work for CIG. We're not in their production meetings. We That's we not are, our job. That's no. not our job. It's their job. No. The, it's our <laughs> job to call them on it. They're, they're doing the, in my opinion, they're doing the best they can to provide information on, on what is basically a moving target. What I see coming out of CIG is, is adequate information given the fact that it is, it is a game in development. Um, you know, but again, what, what I see is different than what you see, and that's totally cool. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, we are not shareholders. We are people that back the game and are supporting the game. Not shareholders, stakeholders. But we don't work for different. CIG. We we don't no. sit in the meetings. Customers are stakeholders too. But there has to be a balance between expectation and reality. And to Ace's point earlier, they show us a thing, and then it's completely different two weeks later, and and the internet loses its mind. You might not. You know, you don't lose your mind when the game gets pushed because you understand game development. You know, you're very well. No, but I understand delays. So, but yeah, you understand, that's... you understand delays. So, you know, that's not a thing for you. But the communication is is a frustrating point for you, and you're doing the right thing. If the communication coming out of CIG is not up to what you want, then you should step away, and you should adopt uh, adapt to what is typical in game development, which is, eh, I'll come back to it when it's done. You know, and that's totally cool. But the thing is, like I said, you know, there's a fine line between what they what they should share, what they shouldn't share, and it has been a grand experiment. And sometimes, to Ace's point, it has failed spectacularly, and sometimes it's been it's done really well. And you can tell that they begrudgingly have given us these timelines to try and be more transparent. And what ends up happening? Not not with you, but what ends up happening? It gets pushed, and then all the trolls come out and talk about how CIG is falling apart, or CIG is collapsing, or mm-hmm. or the community gets all up in arms about it because they're excited. The community is excited to play test, and so it is completely reasonable and understandable to be let down by delays. But they should be expected, and I'm not not to you. This is to the greater point delays should be expected the fact that the Mm -hmm. game you know and and i get frustrated when people say that the game is delayed that's not true the game is only five years in we got some time left on it so i don't agree with you in that they need to be a hundred percent transparent it's a business it's game development there are aspects of development that i am not privy to and don't understand so Mm -hmm. i trust them with what they're doing. I, I trust in Chris Roberts. Um, I trust in the game development. What I have played is an indication to me that they are on the right track. And the mm-hmm. information that I get satisfies me in the way that the game is developing. Okay. Good. I, well, think I, feel like I, I, probably... I don't think that they need to be 100% transparent. I, I think that they need to do better than they're doing. Uh, I, I would agree on that. Uh, I feel like I'm yeah. somewhere in between you two uh, in the sense that Ew, get away. I, I'm just I'm just a stick jockey. I just <laughs> uh, I just want ooh, ace, I just want uh, ace, to fly. Ace, ace a little bit to the left. Ow. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm married. Thank you. Uh, uh, 
I would say that. Um, and I'm not. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. Hey, it's just like I, listen. Not whatever to get agreement too far out there, but it's just like listen. Whatever agreement you got worked out with your wife, that's your business. You just keep me out of your, exactly. Your, your uh, bleep Jimmy my, sandwich. My wife okay? and I are in, a, are in a closed relationship. If you want to be having an open one, that's your business. Left coast after dark. Um. In any case, um, I feel like I'm sort of somewhere in between you two. No pun intended. Um, because apparently I have to clarify that for you six year olds. Um, <laughs> 12, hello. Uh, right, of course, you've gone through sex ed. Um, so, a few things. Number one, uh, you know, I, I've stepped back from the game a, a little bit. I don't, I, I still have my copy of Star Citizen installed. And, and to me, as far as the bare bones uh, flight mechanics go, it is still one of the best stick jockey games that I've, that I've played. And every once in a while, I'll pop in a game of Arena Commander just to get that itch. Um, I, I would love to um, play some IL-2 or some Arma or something with some people and, and, and maybe War Thunder to get a little, you know, if we're going to go for any windows, waggle that stick a little bit more because I miss doing that with other people. Uh, I miss flying with others. Um, however, uh, I do... You know, I do play other games, and and I don't follow the development quite as as uh, tightly. I do still follow ATVs, and I, I feel like the content coming out is... Uh, I feel like there's an abundance of content that is being revealed, information that's being shown. Uh, I do understand, though, that maybe it's not targeted tightly enough for what you're looking for, Gleep. They, yeah. s- they sort of sometimes go... For the people sort who of pay for it. Well, they sort of, sort of sometimes go for like a shotgun approach. Here's some bug smashing. Here's some stuff under the hood. Here's some development history. Here's some lore. Here's some, um, and it's not, it you know, it's not like the tightly produced, uh, gr- you know, um, Levski demo that we saw at Gamescom, where it's like here is a showcase of all of this stuff that's that's going on. It's in aggregate. Um, uh, and and some of that is really neat to see the the picture in picture demonstration stuff from the last episode of ATV was pretty amazing to me. That was awesome to watch, um, and I'm I'm excited to see where that that where that goes. Um, it's going to go in Squadron Forty Two, probably, probably. Well, no, know. that's what they said. Um, but uh, uh, you know that's that's stuff that that interests me. But you know I'm not I don't. I don't particularly feel like stepping away necessarily. I still I still follow the content on Reddit, and I still uh, read the the uh, the posts and some of the lore stuff. But I, I totally get it. I mean, between 2012 and now, the number of podcast related content shows has dropped considerably. Uh, Tales of Citizen has moved to a monthly uh, schedule. Uh, mm-hmm. Sunny's Diner, which was a podcast way back, has stopped recording. They disappeared off the map. Um, we've had a couple other ones that have sort of moved on to other games or are sort of drifted away from being Star Citizen-centric, ourselves included to some degree. We talk a lot about other things we're playing and discuss some development history, but our our primary focus is the community generally. There's, um, yeah. You can only we're be... A Star you, Citizen community podcast. Yeah, exactly. You, you can only be two, two people that are frustrated with the development. Um across the board from delays to communication um, you can only be teased so long I think 
you know, um, and I think that that is something that is a difficult thing for CIG to try and balance. It's like you want to generate enthusiasm for this. You want people excited, but there is a fatigue in that, you know, yeah. there just, there just is, you know, and, and that's okay. You know, there, there, I, like I said, I haven't played a whole lot lately, you know, um, but there, there is a fatigue in being teased for an extended period of time. And I think for Gleep, I, I think that maybe, you know, to some extent you've kind of hit that wall where it's just like, I have been teased for, you know, however many number of years, um, I need to step away from this and not be teased for a little while. Um, I know I, I prefer to think of it as I, it's not teasing. I mean, it's that I have been underinformed. Sure. No, no. I, you know, that's, I, I totally get it. That's where you're coming from. And, and, you know, it's, I, I just, I feel like, you know, the hype, the hype train is like, it's tough. You know what I mean? Just across the board. It's tough for me. It's tough for everybody. Um, the, the continual hype and then the, well, when am I going to see it? You know, and then you see it like 2.0 and you go, uh, this is great for a couple hours. You know, but, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we've touched on this in other podcasts where it's just like, okay, well, so I'm going to run a mission, you know, in 3.0, I'm going to run a mission and I may or may not be able to pay my crew or how's that even going to work? And nobody can give me an answer for that. Ugh, it, it can get mm-hmm. frustrating, you know? So, yep. so to your point on communication, I get it, man. I, I really do get it. And, and I, like I said, I think it speaks to the fact that you can only be teased for so long. You can only be hyped for so long. Um, you know, 3.0 comes out. Um, I am expecting a lot out of it. And I will be disappointed if it is similar to 2.0 in that it's only a couple of hours of content. You know, I don't think that's the case. I think that there's enough exploration in 3.0 that it will keep me coming back. Um, but I don't know. You know, I yep. don't know. And for me, if 3.0 is the same as 2.0, which was great in its in its release and it was a major step forward... Um, you know, I'll be bummed out and I'll go back to playing Star Wars Galaxies or Overwatch with the Misses or, you know, doing any myriad of other things and just waiting it out, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I, my optics on the game are a little bit different than, than yours, you know, um, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's totally cool. Um, for me, I, I always look at it like, you know, and not, not that we're talking about this, but, you know, if the game was to completely fall apart and collapse and everything that Derek Smart said was correct and that, you know, see, I, you know, if all he of invokes, that... He invokes the creature that shall not yes. oh I did. If, what, what do you, what do you, have, you have to cover yourself with pancake syrup, right? It's, it's true, yeah, it's true. Um, but if, what kind oil? of rituals, no. what kind of satanic rituals do you participate in? If the all of that was correct... I look at it like the money that I've put into CIG has further developed gaming in general because there are things that they're developing, there are tool sets that they're developing, there's an engine that they're developing that if this game fell apart, you would see those things in other games. To me, Star Citizen is a grand experiment. That's why I support the game and that's why I'm so kind of mellow about all of this stuff you know that's why I'm kind of like eh whatever it'll be out when it's out another year two or three is probably not unrealistic that doesn't mean I don't get frustrated it doesn't mean I don't get disappointed I want to live in that universe I am excited to live in that universe yeah but at the end of the day my optics on the game are a little bit different I, I to me the skin in the game the skin that I have in this game if it fell apart I would be disappointed but I know that that technology would find its place in other things the flip side of that is that, you know, the other end of that spectrum is I really want this game and I'm really excited about it. But I temper that with 
it's a long ways out. It's not done yet. Um, we, I think 3.0 is the birth of what will eventually be uh, beta, but mm-hmm. we got a ways to go. And the thing is, and, and this is why I said earlier that I respect where you're coming from. If if you are burnt out, this is anybody that's playing the game, you know, or involved in supporting the game. If you are burnt out, if you are frustrated, but you still love the game and you still want to be a part of it, then step away. Take the time. Walk away. You know, still follow the news. But if if it's frustrating you, because game development is frustrating, step away. Sure. It'll sure. be the, it'll be there when you get back. I I, yeah, I am pretty confident in saying that Star Citizen will be many of the things that we hope it will be, but I'm also sure. pretty confident in saying that I don't expect to see it done, feature complete done. Mm-hmm. I I would say realistically for another two years. Yeah, no, I think I, I I'm fine with that too. I mean, I just I, I, I oh gotta, I I fully expect Star Citizen to be a, a, a if we're talking feature feature complete like all of the all of the the incentives and stuff that that were that that was all those all those stretch goals. I'd say I could see it being ten years. I I, I expect that year by year seven we'll be playing something and and we'll see those things fleshed out and, and as 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 things expand. But I could definitely see this being a decade-long project that is that at some oh, sure. point when it's finished sure. is pretty grand. Yeah, I don't think the no. game will. I, I think we've all talked about that. I don't think any of us think the game will ever really be finished. But but for the most part, feature complete where it's functioning and you're living in the universe. I think that we're going to see another year worth of development, and then we're going to see a release date for um, Star Citizen uh, uh, Squadron Forty Two and Star Citizen: The Persistent Universe. I think it's going to be another year worth of development. Um, before we get even an, an idea of when they will be formally releasing the game. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be another year or so after that. I think the conversation we're going to have a year from now is that the Internet's all like, you know, oh my God, it's going to be another year, but we have a release date, but it's going to be another year, but we have a release date. I think that's going to be the conversation we're going to have in a year. I, okay. I do feel it is prudent to mention the uh, that, and this is something I've discussed in the past, that this is a cycle that we have gone through before. Mm-hmm. The community Absolutely. builds up, builds up tension, builds up tension, builds up tension. CIG presents or shows or releases something that's pretty darn uh, amazing in some some fashion or another. That tension is released, and then people play it for six months to maybe yeah, I'd say about six months. Yeah, and then it's about six months. Yeah, absolutely begins building again. Yeah, no, it's you're absolutely right. It's it, it is cyclical, and we we have seen this time and time again, um, and it wears on everybody. You know what I mean? I think it wears on on CIG as a development company or as a game developer, um, and I think it wears on the community. This was to my point earlier. We know crowdfunding works for developing a game, but we don't know what the repercussions are of so much hype and so much access for so long. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I I. I, I see that as a separate issue from uh, from the company's responsibility to its stakeholders. I think they're being responsible. You know, I think they're sharing the information. But again, you know, it's optics. You know, the way that you see it is different than the way that I see it. That's okay. It's fine. I think that you're doing, ultimately, I think that you're doing the right thing. You know, you're taking a break. You're walking away. You're not, you know, quitting in a huff. You're not, you know, you, you still support the game. You still want the game. But you're, you're walking away for a while. And that's, well, I, I want to make an important distinction there. I am not taking a break. I am leaving contingent upon certain conditions being met before I return. Okay. And that's different Fair. that's different than taking a break. Fair? Yeah. 
So let's let's finish this up. Uh, thank you guys. Very good conversation about this. Um, uh, one thing we do know for sure about 3.0 is when it does come out, we will be talking about it here. Um, I think excited. I think it's adorable that you have a whole list of notes after this statement. Like, did you really think that we were not, that that was not going to eat up an hour? When have I ever not had twice as many notes as we need? <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's very true. All right. But very quickly, before we go, let's run through uh, the production schedule report and the weekly newsletter. These are as of uh, the 5th of August. Um, and uh, the production schedule report dates have been pushed out since last time we recorded uh, about another couple weeks, I think. Uh, live will not happen at Gamescom. Uh, PTU might. Uh, the Evocati is now scheduled for August 10th. That window is August 10th, August 17th. Uh, PTU, August 18th through the 31st, and live 9-4, uh, September 4th through 9-8. Um, and then Gamescom is, uh, in case you ha- don't remember, is August 22nd to August 26th. So um, I, they're going to be there. They're definitely going to put something on. They always do. So um, when we come back next time, um, we might be uh, back before that. Uh, we will talk about what Whenever that happens to, we will talk about uh, what comes out. Um, and then in the weekly newsletter, and this is important, um, on ATV this week, we detailed our plan to shift our ATV format. Starting next week, we will replace our normal studio update with a new segment called The Burndown in an effort to provide you with more up-to-date information on the remaining bugs and blockers. Once 3.0 is released, the weekly studio update will return with all the in-depth information on the development progress and beautiful eye candy you've come to expect. Their words, not mine. Sounds like a good (laughs) idea to me. Those are my words. All right. Well, gentlemen, shall we? I think we shall. Yeah, I think we're good. Please go to engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's engine.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen the Base Radio at thebase.sc, where you can find rebroadcasts of our shows happening throughout the week. Go to INN and learn some things. It can be found at imperialnews.network. You can reach us. You can reach the show. You can reach the podcast. You can email us. Comms at versecast.org is the address. On Twitter, we are at versecast. Please do be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. To join our org, go to robertsspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast. Do the spectrum. It is robertsspaceindustries.com slash spectrum slash community slash versecast. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And do be sure to check out our Star Citizen gaming community website. It is versecast.org. First comes smiles, then lies, last is gunfire. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy? You can find me most chatty over at Twitter, at Jimmy Croker. Uh, Quantum Drive is back. Yay! Uh, This Thursday night, as a matter of fact. Uh, This show will be live uh, just in time. Uh, We'll be back Thursday night, 9 p.m. PST. Uh, The uh, episode coming back is A Chill Run. Uh, it will uh, feature the one, the only Turd Ferguson and his freelancer, the Cinnamon Wind. Uh, you know, I. It's funny. All of this uh, season, this season, season four, was supposed to be centered around the Stanton system with the launch of 3.0. So I've had to get creative in my writing to write around the delays. Uh, but I think I've got a really good story arc right now. Um, this is going to be part one of a three-part series, um, and uh, it's it's cool. I'm excited. I'm glad to be back. Um, I will be in uh, all of the chats. I'll be on Discord. Uh, so reach out, say hi, Thursday night, 9pm. Great music, Quantum Drive, back with a vengeance. Ace? 
Well, firstly, uh, first comes smiles, then lies, last is gunfire. Could you end with a more ominous uh, outro note? He's, um, I just saw he's, the Dark Tower, better. man. Dark Tower ruled. We'll talk about it later, but yeah. That's, um, that's so, Roland Duchesne, man. My name is Ace Azamine, uh, and apparently we are putting Gracie to bed with gunfire, sounds like. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you can find Down, information girl. in the show notes. Goodbye, um, Gracie. I know. Uh, poor Gracie. It's much maligned. Um, uh, I am uh, most chatty usually on the Discord. I come in and check on people. Um, uh, and then as a, as a personal shout-out to the peeps in the community, if you want to waggle joysticks, come find me. Ah. Come say hello. Message me. I want to I fly. I'd like to fly with some people. I've got copies of War Thunder. I've got copies of Arma. I've got copies of Star Citizen, of uh, Isle 2, of... Goodness, X-Wing, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. I mean, how far? You want to go 1995? I can go 1995. We can do that. Um, uh, but uh, to end our episode on a high note, our creature for this week is the unicorn. That is right. The unicorn. Ooh, a the large, unicorn. celestial, lawful good. Uh, challenge rating of five. Unicorns dwell in enchanted forests. A unicorn is a celestial creature that wanders sylvan realms, its white form glimmering like starlight. Does it poop sherbet? It should. Uh, no, I, and I'm and I'm actually looking. I didn't expect yeah, to find that, it here. That's that's the best part. There, they do have um, they do have a shimmering coat. However, well, that's good to know. And they can heal you with a touch spell. So, there you go, unicorns. Until next time, then we are those guys with ships. And this has been the Versecast. See you guys. Bye. So Ace is like totally a prostitute. He's like, so listen, you know, anybody who wants to, you know, waggle joysticks, you know, we're totally platonical, non, you know. He needs to get out between us and he's going to be waggling that stick. Hey, I've been waggling joysticks for a while now. I'm an, I'm an expert at it.